Hello, this is your host Alfred from CampusToCanton.com. We are talking about early lines for week 12. They've just dropped here on Sunday, November 13th. So, we had a good week in week, uh, I guess it was 11 just yesterday. Um, And we are going to hope to keep that momentum headed into the final few weeks of the season and then get that rolling into bowl games, maybe win some pools. So stick with us and we'll keep talking about this as the numbers drop. So looking at week 12, there's a there's a handful I like right away. Um, nothing uh, obscene, nothing crazy necessarily here. But, you know, kicking it off with Max and right away, first line on the board is Ohio, favored by four at Ball State. I really like Ball State here. They're at home. Uh, they don't necessarily play better or worse home or away, but I just like this team. They delivered uh, and played Toledo very tough last week on the road, cashed a plus 11 ticket there. And, you know, getting four at home to an Ohio team that's good, not great. Their defense is still very suspect. I think Ball State won't have a terrible time, you know, at least in comparison to what they did against the Toledo defense, uh, which is much, much better. I don't think they're going to have a ton of trouble, um, you know, taking care of the four points. And and I think they're a live dog here. Ohio is in the driver's seat over on the east side of their uh, conference bracket. Ball State probably out of the running. They would have needed to beat Toledo outright in order to be in the running for the West Division, but they are still looking for a sixth win to get to a bowl. Uh, I think they should be pretty motivated. I don't think you're worried about a team that's given up on the season or anything. Uh, yeah, I, I like plus four. And honestly, when the money line comes out, I think I would you know, sprinkle that or wrap it into a little parlay or something. Uh, Ohio's playing great ball. They've won five in a row, but you know, and then they get Bowling Green to the last. So this is a big game, but I like that it's at Ball State, and, and I think this could be surprising. I don't think that, um, you know, I, I think Ohio is plenty motivated here, but I also think they've got this basically wrapped up. They control their own destiny against Bowling Green at the end of the season. They've already got the tiebreaker against Buffalo. They may, you know, we're talking about fractions, but they may have let off the gas just a hair here. Um, because I don't think this game really, really matters. I think no matter what, uh, they go in and beat Bowling Green the, the next week after that, and they win their division, and they go to the conference championship game. So, um, yeah, I, I think, if anything, this favors Ball State situationally, and I think um, I, I like that team to, to do something here. They're going to rely on Carson Steele, and as they always do, and um, I think they could cover, and like I said... Maybe get it outright. Surprise win there. Uh, midweek max. So tune in for that. The rest of the Mac, you know, I don't love any of these lines. You've got uh, Toledo favored by 14 and a half at home against Bowling Green. CMU nine and a half over Western Michigan. If anything, I might I might lean Western Michigan catching nine and a half, but nothing that's going to make me, you know, go crazy with that line. Uh, CMU's got an interesting situation with Burt Emanuel playing kind of a hybrid wildcat quarterback for them, but he just went for like 250 yards, three touchdowns last week. Uh, and you know, they're going to be running it back with Emanuel. Eastern Michigan at Kent state minus six. Oh man. Again, I don't know what to do with Kent state. I've quit betting them one way or the, or the other. 
Miami, Ohio at Northern Illinois. I think if anything, I'd take Miami of Ohio catching three here at Northern Illinois just because I don't think Northern Illinois is good at all. I don't think Miami of Ohio is great either, uh, but I would basically take two bad teams and take the value on a uh, money line here plus three or, or take the field goal. But um, if anything, probably the money line would be Miami of Ohio. Uh, then that gets us out of Maction. You got uh, Southern Methodist at Tulane minus two and a half. Now, this is a very, very interesting matchup with the AAC. I think Tulane still controls their own destiny after a tough, tough loss to UCF. But if they went out, they will get Cincinnati in the last week of the season. They can't afford to really drop one here. Um, well, they can. I guess they could drop a game and still beat Cincinnati. Then they'd hold the tiebreaker over Cincinnati. I think they'd face UCF again in the conference championship game, assuming UCF wins out here and their schedule looks like they should. So, but if you're Tulane, I mean, I don't think you're in for a letdown spot. I think you want to bounce back and be playing the best football at the end of the year. Interesting game, though. You know, SMU at, at Tulane. If anything, I'd lean Tulane here. I, I would, but no immediate, you know, oh, I got to rush to the window and get this. San Diego State minus 14 and a half at New Mexico State. No real read there. I mean, San Diego State just looked pretty great against uh, San Jose State, who uh, has a great defense in that conference, and they just beat them up and down late night on the West Coast, of course. But 143-27 beat a pretty good San Jose State team. We'll talk about them in a few minutes but you know this quarterback basically safety turned quarterback Jalen Maiden for uh kind of revolutionized the San Diego State offense which is just absolutely insane like why weren't they giving this guy you know looks before a bunch of injuries caused it but he, he seems to have revolutionized that offense uh I I don't know I'm probably not betting that game um but 14 and a half is a lot to lay with San Diego State of course USF at Tulsa minus 11 Syracuse at Wake Forest, minus nine and a half. Syracuse is just brutally bad right now. Uh, but I also don't trust Wake Forest. They've got tons of defensive injuries. Um, and coming off a difficult, emotional rivalry game against UNC. So um, I think either way there, I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to play that game. Tennessee minus 21 at South Carolina. I'm not doubting Tennessee anymore. They bounced back huge against Missouri. Uh, I had Missouri plus 20, and at one point in the third quarter, it was a four-point game. It wound up being like a 30-point game. I mean, Tennessee just scored like like 40 unanswered points or something outrageous. Uh, I think it really was. I think it really was like 40 unanswered points or something like that. Um, Texas Tech at Iowa State minus two and a half. No interest in betting this game. At this point in the season, I try to look for kind of vibes in terms of motivation. I mean, these, these teams that are kind of just middling – uh, in the middle, it's like, yeah, you can go on the numbers, but I'm not sure you can read into a motivation angle or uh, some of these I just I wouldn't really want to touch. Kansas State minus seven at West Virginia. West Virginia doesn't really have a home field advantage to speak of, but I still get nervous um, betting, you know, laying points at West Virginia. Weird things do tend to happen, although they don't necessarily have like a coverage, you know, good coverage record or anything. Now, here's a, a sandwich game that I think we could take advantage of. FSU is playing great ball. They smoked Miami. They just covered and basically smoked Syracuse um, this past week. And then they've got a, a little bit of a G5 
sandwich spot before the big, big rivalry game against Florida the following week. So what is going to happen when ULL, a, a decent G5 team, like ULL, not as good as they were, um, <clears throat> but, but just kind of took care of Georgia Southern. ULL is 5-5. Five and five. They are trying to get to a bowl game. They, um, you know, they've kind of gotten better towards the, um, well, no, they haven't really gotten better, I guess. I mean, they're 2-1 they're and one in their last five, two and three and two in their last five. Uh, lost to Southern Miss, lost to Troy, but beat Georgia's a pretty good, plucky Georgia Southern team. And now gets to go at FSU, who is ranked. And without a doubt, FSU is peeking ahead towards the Florida game. I mean, there's just no, there's no question about that. Um, will it matter is the question you have to ask yourself. And um, I would take 24 points here. I think ULL is built to possibly play some good defense, run the ball, control the clock. Um, and uh, and and maybe maybe keep this within 24 points. I I would take 24 points. I'm not calling for a win here. I think FSU is the better team. This isn't some kind of like oh they're you know mispriced or anything like that. This is really just a vibes game and a sandwich spot. FSU coming off back to back massive wins, including rivalry against Miami um, at Syracuse, which was a very good win. Their defense has been ridiculous. I mean. They held the last two teams they played to three points each. I think they're feeling fat and sassy right now and then are have to look forward to the UF game. And I just think this could be a little sleepy spot for FSU. Illinois at Michigan minus 17. Ah, oh boy. You know, Illinois' season is now kind of spiraling and they have to go at Michigan uh, after losing to Purdue. I mean, maybe they stiffen up and really give them a go here, but I don't, Michigan will win this game. I would be, I would be absolutely shocked if Illinois won the game outright. I could see a cover, I guess. I don't, I don't really have a lean here. Indiana at Michigan State, minus 12 and a half. Uh, Michigan State's been a little bit better lately. Indiana's still very bad, but I don't have a play here. Uh, NC State at um, at Louisville. So NC State plus four at Louisville. I like this line because, you know, Michael, my, uh, uh, Cunningham was injured, did not play the second half. And their, their second string quarterback is just flat out not good. Um, and I still like NC State and I still like MJ Morris. I know they just laid an egg, lost at home to bad Boston College team, but uh, I would take NC State plus four here, and you're also hoping that news comes out about Cunningham not being able to play it. He injured his hand. Maybe he'll be okay, but he didn't play the second half. Uh, I don't know if there's a fracture. I mean, I don't think there's any news out exactly what that is. So I would definitely take NC State plus four here, and I'm still, I don't think the market's caught up to MJ Morris being pretty good. Um, and uh, you know, I, the bet on maybe Cunningham does not play. Duke at Pitt, minus seven and a half. Give me Duke and the points here. These are two not so great teams. But, um, you know, I just would like Duke and more than a touchdown, frankly. I mean, I just think, uh, you know, Riley Leonard can challenge them. He's not a statue in the pocket. He can't just sit back there and get sacked. I think he'll be able to challenge and do something that the front seven of Pittsburgh can't just come at Sac City like they just did against Brennan Armstrong. USC at UCLA, this game, 
was going to be just like a battle for one of the Pac-12 championship spots. Now UCLA, after dropping a game to Arizona at home, yikes. USC comes in. Now UCLA is better at home. They're better defense. They play better offense. And I was kind of liking this, thinking UCLA might be more of a, of a dog and get a little value, but they're only a one-point dog here. Uh, surprising after dropping to Arizona, I thought maybe they'd reopen at a, as a bigger dog. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, this is tough. I, I would lean USC. The only reason I'd want UCLA is um, because of some kind of value, getting more money. And maybe this line moves during the week. I mean, the public is going to see that loss to Arizona and just vomit all over themselves. So maybe USC creeps up and then you can, if UCLA gets like a field goal or something, then you just make a bet on, you know, these teams might be more even than you think and you get a, a value play and they're playing at home, etc. And the Pac-12 showed us this past weekend that they're just going to cannibalize each other. Vatek at Liberty minus nine and a half. I think I'd take Liberty minus nine and a half here. Coming off that loss to UConn, they should be motivated to bounce back. They are eight and two. They have a pretty good season going. You know, probably motivated to get to 10 wins, et cetera, et cetera. And Vatek is just freaking terrible um, at Liberty. And, um, you know, I think this could be a little deflated because of their recent loss to UConn, which I thought could very well happen and had the money line. So kudos to that. Go Huskies. San Jose State minus two at Utah State. This one off off the top of the bat here, um, I would want to check for an injury that I don't know about um, because this seems crazy. I mean, I would take SJSU minus two all day. I know they just got kind of smoked by San Diego State, but this is a much better team than a, a, a bad, bad, bad Utah State team. So, uh, yeah, I really like this. Let me see just real quick. With it, was there like a backup quarterback in for San Jose State? No, I mean, Cordero played the whole game, it looks like. Um, I don't know. This is a wild one to me. I would definitely take San Jose State minus two all day on that one. Oh, I'm going to go a little bit quicker here on games I don't have a play because we, we, I do like to keep this a little bit short. BC at Notre Dame minus 21.5. Florida minus 14.5 at Vandy. Stanford at Cal minus 6.5. Now, I do like Cal there. Minus 6.5. Cal plays their best football at home. And, you know, I think the overall numbers here might certainly have this as I like this under a touchdown because Cal just plays really good football at home both offensively and defensively they just got lambasted at Oregon State but that's expected because Cal is a bad road team at least this year they play really well at home I can see them uh covering this uh, against a pretty bad Stanford team Colorado at Washington minus 31.5 Utah at Oregon minus three this is a big game this week but I can't say I have a feeling on that lot um Bo Nix hurt his knee against Washington. He came back in late, but sometimes that can happen. And it's swelling. You know, I don't know. It looked, it was a nasty hit on a run. He got up. He could barely stand on his knee. Goes to the sideline. Uh, sits out a series. Comes back. Almost tries to lead a comeback. Um, but if that knee was, uh, whatever, sprained or something, and the swelling happens this week, he may not play. In which case, you'd have to look at Utah, although Utah's bad on the, you know, they're, they're very clearly a home road splits team. And so uh, this is a, one of the huge big games of the week. I'm not sure it's a, it's a betting uh, value for me, at least right now. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma minus five. Ole Miss minus two at Arkansas. Southern Alabama, South Alabama, minus six and a half at, uh, it's a, oh, uh, um, it's uh, Southern Mississippi. 
Akron at Buffalo minus six and a half. Wisconsin minus 12 at Nebraska. I guess the markets have stopped pumping up Nebraska finally. So we can't take advantage there. FAU at minus four at Middle Tennessee. Louisiana Tech minus two and a half at Charlotte. So Charlotte is a favorite or a dog here at home. Kind of like that. Louisiana Tech is bad. Uh, and Charlotte is fun, if nothing else. New Mexico State at Missouri, minus 28. ULM at Troy, minus four and a half. 14 and a half, I should say. I kind of like Troy laying all those points. Louisiana Monroe is not good to begin with, and they are real bad away from home. Their defense has been just roasted on the road. Uh, but 14 and a half, also a, a big number to lay. I don't usually like to do that. TCU minus two at Baylor, FIU at UTEP minus 15 and a half, Arc State at Texas State minus three and a half, Marshall minus two and a half at Georgia Southern, Boise State minus 11 and a half at Wyoming, kind of like this for Wyoming, Wyoming's just nasty at home, uh, the weather's getting bad, we're getting into the cold weather, you know, of course Boise's used to that as well, but you just don't walk in Laramie with an easy win, and I kind of like Wyoming in a low scoring, grinded out, nasty game. Uh, that they can cover 11 and a half because that's just what they do uh, at home. Even And I think you could probably wait on this. I think Boise uh, is looking good, finishing the season strong here. And I think that this number might actually increase throughout the week and you can get even more value on Wyoming. Boise just smoked Nevada. And we are looking at Boise um, is cruising for the mountain division of the mountain west but you know what wyoming's five and one in conference they win this game they win their division with the tiebreaker so wyoming extremely motivated here to win this game i i honestly didn't even realize that i liked it anyway now i like it even more give me those plus points fresno minus 22 at nevada unlv minus 10 at hawaii <sighs> that is all the lines that are out on DraftKings. the ones i like the ones i have no real read on of course we will get to more during the week Thank you for joining us. We'll do it again at least one more week for week 13. Peace. Join or well, join and visit campuscanda.com for all your college football needs, betting, fantasy, and recruiting.